What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was inspired by the fire truck that came to my uh, building twice in the course of uh, about uh, 15 hours by that uh, that open there. That was my uh, shout out to the fire department, John the Fireman. They showed up for a smoke alarm in the building at about 3.34 in the afternoon. They showed up for a carbon monoxide alarm in my bedroom at 3.30 a.m. Monday morning. 3.30 a.m. They roll up. My wife and I look at them and go, are you the same guys that were here earlier? And they went... Yeah. Were they not happy with the Havens? They were, they were all very cool. We were not the ones that called them the first time. That was somebody else cooking in the building. Fire alarm went off. Carbon monoxide, very scary, John. The silent killer is what they call it. The silent killer. Do not take it lightly. They came in. There was no carbon monoxide, so it must have been a false alarm. But my, uh, I'll tell you this. The, the, the symptoms of panic attack, like when you get woken up from a deep sleep with a wah, wah, and your heart's beating, and, and you, 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 you feel like your stomach is upset. Same symptoms as carbon monoxide poisoning, so it, it only adds to the anxiety once you start Googling. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but that, um, that had to be a shitty night. <laughs> it was fine. You know, whatever. It was. How long did it take them in and out? Uh, first of all, you call. Alyssa called, and she's like, are they going to come with the sirens? Because, you know, I think it's okay. And the person's like, yeah, they're going to come with the sirens. And you can hear the sirens like, Moments later, you hear the sirens coming. The 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 fire truck came with sirens. Two fire trucks. Two fire trucks. Two fire trucks. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, and so they come and they suit up. They where are we going? And they're pretty cool. They I think they looked it at me and assumed it was a false alarm. And uh, they come up with their little carbon monoxide reader and they you know sweep the apartment. And they're like, no what did carbon it read? monoxide. Twenty percent. Zeros. All zeros. All zeros. And the, yeah, the thing well, was going off for three, four minutes. You know, it was a real listen, guy. Real false alarm, alarm, false alarms, 
you know, when it comes to your life and your health. That's right. Uh, you always got to call the firefighter. I, I pay my parking tickets, so <laughs> so you know they let. I, here's here's why I really got to thank them. And in you, fairness, they they only work a couple days, you know, a week, you know, four or five deal. a month. But shout out to you guys because it's not only that you come and sweep the apartment and check on people, make sure everyone's safe, but then when somebody says to you afterwards, because you know I woke you from a deep, I'm really so, sorry you came out, even though it's not my fault, you do feel bad. Yeah, I don't want there to have been a fire, but I'd like them to not have wasted their time. And you know what they said? They're like, don't worry about it. That's what we're here for. And that you just makes you feel good. And so I yeah, appreciate we're just, that. We're just doing our job. We're just we're, doing our job. Appreciate you guys. So thanks. Even though to, you had to come to the, same, to the firefighters, keeping Haberman alive twice. when he would have been alive without you. That's correct. But I would have had a hard time falling asleep, John. I can imagine. Um, by the way... DM us restaurants that need support. We'll, we will tell you. Should we save that for the end of the podcast, the latest restaurant that we heard about? Yeah, Someone, we'll save it for the end. But keep DMing us restaurants that need support. If it's yours, if it's somebody else's, it doesn't matter. We just uh, we love that. Podcast brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM. Ease.com, promo code HAM. When the fire department shows up, you just tell them it's your Ease.com, promo code HAM. Yep, Ease.com, promo code HAM. Also, friends at DraftKings. Get on DraftKings, guy. Download the app. Promo code HAM. Get in our game. You tweeted it out. We tweeted it out. I got it linked in my Instagram bio. Things filling up fast. It's got a couple text messages, people involved. Get in our DraftKings game. Download the app. Promo code HAM. Uh, as of the uh, recording of this podcast, uh, I think we're at 63 or 64 spots filled in the DraftKings game. It's 100 people, top 20 uh, place. Burrow.com slash HAM. Go to the website. Check it out. Ton of sweet stuff. Um, really... Uh, you can buy a couch in a way that you've never bought a couch before. Much easier. Pick up, uh, drop off at your house. You build it together. Uh, you don't need anybody else's help. You can just build it in your apartment very easily. Snap it together. Take it apart when it's time to move. Burrow.com slash ham. Go, go shelves, visit the site. Shelves, coffee tables. I got a lot of other stuff too. Check it out. And manscaped.com. Code ham. Yeah, promo code ham. Uh, shave those balls. And we All got right. you covered. Yeah. Uh, should we just do the full ease here? Uh, yeah, why not? Might as well just do the whole thing. Ease.com, promo code HAMJOHN. Um, we've been telling you about it for a long time. We appreciate your support up and down the state, throughout the country. 21 and over, you get verified online in minutes, browse a vast selection of the best brands, then you watch the clock count down to a friendly driver arriving in minutes. Not in hours, not in days, but in minutes. They have you covered all over California, all over the Bay Area, Sacramento, East Bay, South Bay, the Bay Bay, uh, you name it, Sacktown, the Valley, from Stockton down to Bakersfield, all of L.A., L.A. County, San Diego, our friends enjoying the sun, probably surfing a little, need a little ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off a purchase, over 50 bucks. so if you spend more than $50, you get a $20 discount, tell your friends, if you've already used the promo code, it's not going to work, same as last year, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, as you're reading, it helps with a lot of different things. Pain, anxiety, you name it. I love THC. It's a game changer, a life changer. And our friends at Ease.com are a business changer because they deliver on demand to your house. Ease.com, E-A-Z-E, promo code HAM. Tell your friends. Thanks for all the support. And yes, tell your friends, tell your friends. And DraftKings.com. You go to the .com or you get the app, really. Use the promo code HAM when you sign up. You get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize when you use the code HAM. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Our game that we've got is a $10 game. Top 20 place. Last week it was top 15. I finished 15th, John. 
made $20.75 on my $10 investment, but that pales in comparison to the success that you had. You finished where? Fifth. Fifth. $50. I, I did have 135 next to my name, got kicked out. But you know what else is back later this week? If you don't want to get in our golf game, if you want to play, I don't know, baseball, you can play baseball. You can play daily fantasy baseball, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, just moving forward, right? We got 60 games of baseball. We got games going on. NBA's not far uh, you know, away. So if you don't want to play golf, you want to play the other sports, just download the app, promo code HAM. You have the opportunity to make a lot of money. There are a ton of different contests going in those games. Who knows? Maybe if we're feeling a little frisky, we'll do a game one of these days in another sport besides football or golf. I'm not opposed to it. We'll, we'll see it. Uh, get on it. Download yeah. the app right now. Promo code HAM. I love our friends at DraftKings. Promo code HAM. Download the app. Promo code HAM. Good luck to uh, specifically Mike Cullen, who DM'd me on Instagram last week and said he was coming for my head and then proceeded to finish like 55th. So Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard. If, you, if you have a bad week of picking players, it can get ugly fast. I, I know. I finished dead last before. Uh. All right, uh, so John, it looks like at this point, even though it's not official, official, the and there's been some debate. There was a report that they uh, uh, that the NFL owners offered no preseason games to players, but um, the players and the guy named George Atala, who's like uh, Demore Smith's right hand guy, claims that's bullshit. I, I I'm pretty confident. From an outsider, that the preseason games are not happening. Where do you stand? I'm pretty confident that the preseason games are also not happening. Not thrilled about it, I'll admit, but I'm pretty confident that's the way it's going to go. I understand it. You know, we've talked about this for a few months. If it came to this point, would this benefit the 49ers or not? Which teams would it benefit? I would say yes. This would would it benefit them or just not hurt them in the way it would hurt other teams? But either way, they would be on the side of the line of teams that could handle no preseason games better than most. Yeah, to me, I, I would. there's a small, small – like it doesn't benefit the Patriots, right? I mean, and they got Bill Belichick. I would say it actively hurts the Patriots. I would say it actively hurts the Patriots as well. I would say there are like two teams that I would say 100% benefits. That would be the Chiefs who returned 20 of 22 starters and have the best quarterback in the league. I would say it benefits them. And I would say the Ravens, the majority of their team, young guys on the roster the last several years, they run a unique offense. All those guys are returning. Those two teams have a leg up. The 49ers, they benefit from one thing, no coaching turnover. Now they had, I think, Woods, the DB coach, went to the Browns, became their defensive coordinator. I, I talked... When I say no coaching turnover, I talk coordinators, right? That's what I think of. Mm -hmm. Their offensive play caller, not changed. His two little minions, haven't get plucked yet. Robert Sala, didn't get a head coaching job. Hightower, special teams coach, has not changed. Where I throw the curveball in, they have two important players that it's, it. listen, your first round picks, wouldn't you say, whether you're replacing a veteran guy or you're just an addition, always pressure on that guy. But I think in their two, in their instance, when their first round, their first first rounder is replacing, what would you say, Buckner, top six or seven player on their team last year on a team that went, that was fifteen and three heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, by the time we got to the, by the time Emmanuel Sanders has worked his way in, you'd go quarterback, tight end, uh, Bosa, Bosa, Sherman was Sherman. He's right there pro. with them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean he is in that. Yeah, I mean, top five. I, I team, all, team all captain running, spoke at every press conference. I mean, they they asked a lot of the guy. Yep. 
They, they, so Javon Kinlaw, who you just Google a picture of him, you're like, is that guy the biggest human on the football field? He's enormous. Like he's he looks like you want him to look. He played in the SEC, and one thing everyone I've talked to in the league, and just you just watch, you just go YouTube some of his highlights. He hung his hat on. He played the best against the best competition because he played on a team that didn't make a bowl game. So you go South Carolina. Luckily, they play Georgia. They play Clemson. They play Florida. Like, you put on their big games. That's where John Lynch and people in the league go, well, he played the best teams. He has it in him. And he has the – but he's got to do it now on the NFL level that they're just – to me, no offseason training camp's going to be a lot different. And Brandon Ayuk just – one, Debo's hurt, right? So you just go, well, Debo is not going to be anywhere around during training camp in terms of beside the training room just because my uh, my buddy Michael Madsen, who broke his foot, Jones fracture, boot for a month, crutches for a month. Wow. So you just do the math. How I long till he was back on the field? Uh, he said he was selling alarms about three months in. <laughs> uh, but I, <laughs> That's a long absence. Yeah, it's just it, it's something to keep an eye on. I, 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 that to me is there. Like Trent Williams, he knows the. I don't worry about him at all. I, I just view those two first rounders for a team that had Super Bowl hopes. Like you're going to depend on. Like one of the things last year with the Patriots was they didn't get that much out of Nikhil Harry, and it hurt them. Right? He missed eight games. He came back. He was, and it was like their offense sucks. Their offense sucks. Well, they just drafted a guy in the first round, right? So when you draft a guy in the first round and you depend on that player offensively or defensively, you can't really avoid that guy impacting your team. Because if he doesn't, you usually are negatively impacted, right? Right. Like if the Chiefs, who you know, if if they take an offensive skill guy, are they really depending on him that much? Like, uh, I, I can never say his name right. Something Solaire, the, the little running back. Clyde from, Edwards uh, Hilaire. Yeah, Clyde Edwards Solaire. Hilaire. Hilaire. From LSU. Yeah. You know, if he's good for them, it'll be great. But if I tell you, you know, he's just okay, you'd be like, yeah, the Chiefs are still going to be really good on offense, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the bar, right, like what is good enough for them is going to be lower than what's good enough for Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers. Like he's got to be better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is for the Chiefs. Yeah. So I, I think there's tangible pressure on these guys when it's clear, practice, just at least reading rap sheets kind of break down and the no preseason games, is it fair to say – it's probably more like a fall OTAs meets a little training camp than just a true quote-unquote training camp. Yeah, I think so. But this is where I would go back to, and we spent a lot of time probably early uh, early uh, lockdown talking about Super Bowl hangover type stuff. And, and my opinion was and remains that they are, ideally you would have won the Super Bowl, but they're in a as, as good a position as you could be otherwise because – they played in the Super Bowl, which should make you feel like where gives you confidence that you have what it takes. They led until late in the Super Bowl against one of the all-time great offenses, um, and and yet they lost the game, so they don't walk away with the satisfaction of having won the game, which sends you into an offseason knowing you are this close and you've got to put in the extra, you know, just little bit. You. I think it's inspiring to feel as close as they feel and believe in themselves like, hey, we know we have what it takes to win the Super Bowl. So maybe, you know, does that mean their players had just a little extra when they were asked to work on their own, a little extra push on the bench, a little extra push on the treadmill, whatever. I don't know, but I do I do still think all of that stuff that you should get from almost getting to the mountaintop 
being inspired by being that close, I, I think this team will, will, will still receive the benefits of that, even as some of the players are new. I mean, we're talking about two key positions being filled by rookies, but and Trent I Williams, I mean, to do uh, that. you know, is new. But he, Trent's closer. new. He doesn't have the Super Bowl loss, but he does have something to prove, right? Well, to me, he, I, I think he's only made the playoffs one time in his career, right? So, I mean, just part of it is just you want to be a – you want to win, right? Yeah. He's, been, he's been a part of a loser. I think the other thing is when you look back at the Seattle team, now it wasn't a hangover in the sense because they won the Super Bowl, but they got back the next year. I do think it speaks to the culture of the type players you have on your team. Like, why did the Patriots get back every year? Why were the Colts teams all those years, right, with Peyton always in, like, the championship game? If you draft and kind of construct a team with the right type players, win or lose the last game you play, whether it's the AFC or NFC championship game. Because I think we often use the Super Bowl, but wouldn't the Chiefs' loss against the Patriots two years ago be a good example? Yeah. Like, I think you can use the championship games as well as the Super Bowl of, like, Motherfucker, we were we were we were just right there. We were the best team in the league. I, I, I think I think there's a the, the only difference is are you a team that that is opening its window or are you a team that just lost and your window's closing and it takes the wind out of your sails? The Chiefs were clearly a team opening its window. The and Niners don't you think are clearly the Niners a team are too? with a wide open. Yeah, they feel like we just slammed this window open. Hell, we should have won the thing. But yes, yep, I think it's a good example. Do you think it makes it easier? Because one of the knocks, and we've talked about this the last couple of weeks with just different sports, but specifically football, because money's hard to come by. Like we talked about it with the NBA. Like there's not, LeBron doesn't get like finals hangovers. He's just the best player and he just goes to the finals, <laughs> right? They're just, they're used to having huge money and suites and living like fucking kings. Baseball kind of too, and it's just harder, the randomness of the sport. In football, you usually win. Some of your free agents get paid. You might pay them. It it impacts humans a little bit differently. Do you think it ch- social media and fame of players and even in the the enlarged pot for the how much guys make have changed football a little bit differently for the better in the sense of, for the most part, there are not as many mail-it-in guys. Maybe I'm naive or maybe I haven't thought about this that much in the NFL. Like, there are gum guys that get by that are kind of lazy, but for the most You're part, seeing like... they mail it in less now because of the yeah, attention? Yeah, like, they're already, they're already kind of rich. You're already kind of famous when you become a good player. The endorsement money off the field has probably never been higher. You can make money through social media now so easily. Yeah, I mean... It's not like back in the day, it was like, you got paid, it was a really big deal. I'm not saying it's not still a big deal, but like Patrick Mahomes... He was already on several major campaigns, like wouldn't you, and he was the tenth overall pick. Like he was a multi-millionaire, right? He's a bad example, but maybe I, I'm even maybe like, there's something to once you've made enough money where you could quit, but you keep playing. It, the only reason to keep playing is because you love it. Like Walter White just loves making meth. I mean, he made enough yeah. money, <laughs> but it wasn't he trying to survive? Try, yeah, but then he answer. made more than he needed to survive. He's just in the yeah. game. He just it, loves the game. You know, you get deep the love into of the it, game. Man. Yeah, it's hard to get out. They say um, once you get in, there's no getting out, right? You know, the other, it, it, you just made me think of this not related to what you just said, but what you were saying previously is I wonder if there's any part of, like, in theory, because of the practice time, teams whose coaches know exactly what to do with their players should fare, should have a slight advantage. Maybe the Niners structure where Kyle, Kyle doesn't necessarily, he's not, demanding every draft pick be his draft pick. But I do wonder if if there is something to like Brandon Ayuk is not some guy the GM loved and drafted and now the head coach 
who doesn't have player personnel control has to coach him, right? Like there is zero chance Brandon Ayuk gets drafted if Kyle Shanahan doesn't love him. And it's not to say that other GMs are drafting offensive players their coaches hate, but you just eliminate that little piece of bureaucracy in your NFL organization in terms of streamlining. The only players that are on the field, we know this, are players that the coach wanted to draft. Now, it's not saying he was the number one guy that wanted to draft Javon Kinlaw. He might have been relying on Robert Sala or Adam Peters maybe was the guy that's, you know. But the point is, like, we know the only players that get onto the field are the guys that Kyle Shanahan wants to get on the field. Yeah. uh, And has a clear plan for. On three and out, I did the five teams most suited to handle this weird corona training camp. I didn't necessarily put the Niners there just because I I gave Bill Belichick their spot, but I easily could have. You know, it was Doug, Howie, it was Pete Carroll, John Schneider, Veach, Andy, John Harbaugh, DaCosta. These these people that have worked together for a decade, two decades plus, have a huge advantage during this time because there's none of that like Gettleman, Joe Judge, even like Ron Rivera and the Redskins, McCarthy, Jerry Jones. Have they, they've never worked together from a football standpoint where I want to keep this guy on my roster, you want to keep this guy on our roster, who do we do? That, that's, those guys have been through that countless times. Their plan going into this, like they can put together a plan with understanding how the result's going to play out, kind of, right? If this happens, we'll do this. They if just this have happens, a clear we'll vision for why they're doing what they're doing, yeah. There's and an every, alignment. And, and, and I think there's a huge part of every guy on the roster being there on your watch together. Yeah. The GM, head coach right. together. Yep, that's and true. And that's for any team, even like Steve Kime, and we'll get into the NFC West, like Steve Kime, Cliff Kingsbury. That, to me, it's like, are they on the same page in something, a situation like this? This, th- th- And I don't blame people for not. This is a complicated situation. Uh, Zimmer and Rick Spielman, they've worked together now, what, six, seven years? Like, they're going to have a pretty big advantage just keep – because it's going to be hard, right? It's going to be difficult. Like, do I keep the seventh-year guy or my fifth-round pick? Well, when you've been around the seventh-year guy, I don't know, for the last six years together, it's pretty easy to have a determination, right? Let's talk about this. So so Ian Rappaport tweeted out a general schedule for the NFL. What would training camp look like under the NFL's latest ramp-up proposal is what he tweeted. This was Tuesday. Testing and physicals for five to six days. Uh, Would you see how that works? You test, then you go home for two days, and then you get to come back? So you have to get two negative tests in order to get in. And you kind of have to quarantine for two days. Like, you don't get those two days. You're not there with the team. Working out, right. There is no. I mean, the coach is there by themselves. So then strength and conditioning plus walkthroughs on day 12. So five through 12 and off the, yeah, well it's five to six days. So it might count Uh-oh. some of those quarantine days. Okay. Got day 13 is an off day. Day 18. Uh, then from day 14 to day 18. So four days of ramping up with helmets. OTA type practices. Day 19. You're off day 20. The pads go on. Well, which as you like pretty- to say, last I check the games get played with the pads on. And you're basically saying three weeks before we put pads on. Well, here, here's the other thing. Typically, let's say the uh, let's just use the date they're reporting, the 28th, the veterans report. the The schedule before it's usually three days, and then the pads come on. Right? The veterans have a couple OTA type practices with the rookies, and then the pads usually are on because that's usually the first practice you and me attend. 
would be like July 31st or August 1st would be a full padded practice. And now that feels like just off the top of my head, you're more in like July 13th, 14th, right? You're talking pads on and which I, I don't push back necessarily. I, I think this is probably the right way to do when you factor in, you have no clue who's in shape, who's not in shape. You would, it would be negligent, naive, ignorant, and potentially harmful to your team to just put pads on these guys right away, right? Because you we you get injuries at practice on a normal training camp practice, you know, padded practice when guys have done everything normal leading up for nine months, right? So you want to limit craziness. Now you could argue a football practice you can do it any way you want as a coach. Like you don't have to do one on you know eleven on eleven with your first teams. Like you you can manipulate a practice any way you want. I think when you look at the NFC West, though, guy, this is where it really like when we talk about the league, it's a little difficult. But when we kind of go in a micro, uh, a magnifying glass here and just look at the NFC West, I think this really benefits Seattle and San Francisco in the division because when you look at the NFC, you look at the Arizona Cardinals, who a lot of people have kind of been like when they talk about the NFC West arguably being the best division in, on paper, their improvement is a huge factor, right? They draft Isaiah Simmons. They trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They have this young quarterback. Well, their defense is terrible. How are they going to get any better on defense without being able to tackle? You know, Isaiah Simmons is a chess piece. He's not just like, just plug Ray Lewis in and let him make tackles. That's not the thing with him. And then with receivers, what do you often say? Well, the timing with the new wide receiver, I mean, Brady and Gronk and Brady and Randy Moss and Peyton Manning and all his guys – it takes years to get on the same page. He's been working with De- Deshaun Watson now for three or four years to go with Kyler Murray, who throws a much stronger ball. Like th- There's got to be something to that. Here's the other thing with DeAndre. He's not a fast guy. They got to get on the same page. And then I look at the L.A. Rams. They lost a bunch of players. They had Littleton went to the Raiders. They lost Wade Phillips, so new defensive coordinator. They have new running backs. Uh, there's just some just a lot of moving parts there that I go, you know, I understand McVay and their offense. I'm less worried about their offense, but their defense, they have a brand new defensive coordinator where the, where I look at Seattle and I look at the 49ers and I go, no turnover, same coach. Pete's been there way longer. You could argue Pete and the Seattle is probably is the most equipped of the group, right? The GM, the head coach, on the same page. They picked every player. Yeah, they have Russell. But I, I would say the Niners have a better. The Forty Niners are just. Or I would put them on equal footing. You know, I mean, would you? The could, Niners have a better team. Could you play devil's advocate and argue the teams who rely on physicality, running the football, could be injured a little bit by the lack? I don't mean injured like physically injured. I mean just hurt by the lack of padded practices building up. But the no. counter would be they don't really do a lot of that stuff. A anyway, and B. What requires more repetition and timing? The run game does, or the pass Pete, does, game? The passing game. Does, so, does Pete benefit at all? Does Pete be, and wouldn't you say that Arizona is going to be the most pass happy team of the group when you just look at the coach's history, right? In theory, he'd want to pass it every play, right? He he they literally just traded their overpriced running backs. They're like, we're not using this guy. Where you'd say, and that's where the Rams I'd put on a much higher level than the Cardinals. I, I just think the Cardinals yeah. For a coach that never won more than seven games, who I think just casual NFL people just go, and I, we all hear this, I think Cardinals are going to be pretty good. A lot of their players are going to get drafted in fantasy. There's going to be a team people are keeping an eye on. The Niners play them week one. 
they really do not benefit from this. Now, my pushback would be, and I was just thinking about this with Pete Carroll. If I'm going to factor in Pete Carroll, i got to factor in Cliff Kingsbury. They are used to running a camp without games, right? Cliff was when you're a college coach. Like, you oh, don't have preseason oh, right. games. Yeah. Now, you typically, and you know, you cover college football, they have padded games, right? They usually have, like, two legit scrimmages. And I, 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 we did this at Fresno State. I, I would imagine do most Pac-12 teams do like legit scrimmages? Yeah, most in teams do. Now, even their spring game, sometimes the one that's on TV is not the most physical of the two. Sometimes they'll do three, like in the spring. And then when you get well, to August, I'm talking do, about in August. Yeah, I mean they they'll do a couple. They, did they have spring ball? Did any of these teams have spring ball like in college? Yeah, some of them did. Yeah, some of them did get it in. Where in the NFL, no one had anything. Right. 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 Yeah, I, I think the other part of all of this that's going to be – this is not something that you can say is going to benefit the Niners or the Seahawks or anybody else. I've referenced this a few times, but I actually went back and found one of the studies in some journal of orthopedic medicine. Read the summary. Didn't read the whole article, uh, the whole research study. Was it but, one of those PDFs? It's like yeah, five pages. You're the like, font oh, is yeah, like a is size three. <laughs> Between 1997 and 2002 in the NFL – 31 Achilles tendon ruptures were recorded for an average of five Achilles ruptures per year. Feels actually kind of low, doesn't it? Yeah. In the first 12 days of training camp following the lockout in 2000, what was that, 11? Mm-hmm. There were 10 reported Achilles ruptures and two more in the first two weeks of the preseason. So they had 14 Achilles ruptures between training camp starting and week th- two of the preseason where previously they had 31 from 97.02. So I, I do think the less stuff you do at full speed, and clearly there's just going to be less stuff happening at full speed, there are going to be some curveballs out there. Some, some team who we think is good, I think is going to have its season totally derailed in the first two weeks of, of the regular season because we're just going to see some – I think we're going to see an injury rate that's higher so than you normal think it's, it's fair based to say on the lockout data when they have less tenets. time to prepare. Wouldn't you imagine then some Achilles are going to happen early on in the NFL season yeah, in some games? Yep, that's what I'm saying. Guys are going to go down. Yep. And it, it actually might happen in camp too, like the first couple days when teams attempt to go. Once they feel like they've eased in maybe like day 25 and you're still two and a half, three weeks away from opening you know, week one, you try to do a quote-unquote full-speed one-on-one. And what do players often say? Training on your own, like – you or me go for a jog, and you're like, God, you know, I just ran a pretty long way. And then if we just went up to play pickup basketball, you're like two points in. You're like, I can't feel my lungs. There's a, and yeah. all these players, and, and I, someone tweeted at me if they asked, do I think a lot more injuries are going to happen today? And my overall pro- thought process is, I do think players on the whole are very focused on their training regiments, right? And and I don't think that a lot of guys will come in out of shape. But there is that just disconnect of you can only do so much with your trainer, with your kind of couple groups. It's different when you're when you're out there repping every day if you're Nick Bosa going up against Trent Williams, right? On top of doing your lifting and normal shit that you just can't account for. Right. And you just you just gotta hope and pray if you're a fan of the Niners, a fan of any team, a coach, that is sad to say, but your Achilles is your fifth rounder, not your star player, right? And it's just you you don't know. Because I, I think it's fair to say we're gonna have probably ten Achilles injuries by mid September. 
and I would, you know, three, five, six in, in, in training camp when they get amped up, and then another in the first couple games. Because that even that level then, no preseason games, right, of one on or 11 on 11 against your own team, and then those first two weeks against another opponent is just – because there is something to be said about I got a couple series in a preseason game, I just got to go full go, and I got the feel of it. That's kind of scary. But it's just – these are the cards we're dealt, right? Yeah, I mean, it, well, for the Niners, to me, you just you can just list the five or six players. It can't be. If it's any of the other ones, you can live with. I mean, it, it can't be Jimmy. It can't be Nick Bosa. It can't be Trent Williams. It can't be Richard Sherman. You know, it, it's that's you know maybe Fred Warner. I, and, I think George Kittle. George Kittle, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would probably start with George Kittle and then work our way back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I feel. Have you seen some of the pictures of him working out? I have. Yeah, he, he guy. He looks like fucking. I don't even. I mean, a, he's. It's stupid how shredded the guy is right now. It's like it's, it's pretty eye opening. Like, is this guy the Rock? Like he he looks wrestle bound, muscled up. I know. But like seeing some of his, mo- he's still fluid. You know, it's not like he looks stiffer or anything. But but he would, looks five percent body fat at max. Wouldn't you agree that we've kind of reached a conclusion that George Kittle is just he is going to prove to be an, an NFL outlier, in the way that Gronk was. Yeah, and I, I think the difference, too, of him and Gronk, Gronk had him by about three inches. Yeah. And there was a hitting zone when they changed where Gronk kind of ran. Gronk, I just felt, ran more erect, even in the peak of his powers. George is a little more closer to the to the ground. He's just, you know, it's hard to explain, but he's Gronk was a bigger target, and it was harder for teams. Like, you knew you couldn't hit him at the head anymore. They started taking out his knees. I don't feel George... Gets like sawed off like Gronk used to. Maybe it's just the size. Maybe I, I don't know. Do you feel? I that think way? You're, I no. I, I hadn't thought of it like that, but I think you're right. Because there were a couple when Gronk would get sawed off. You're like, did he? Is his leg just get decapitated there? I know. And a couple times it did. Right. Uh, like Gronk though, it does take just three, four guys jumping on you. You know, which well, is and tough. It, and it takes three or four guys typically to jump on him to bring him down. It's part of. So. Uh, John, before we move on, let's tell the people about Burrow. Just go to burrow.com slash am. Just do that right now. Burrow.com slash am. What are you going to see there? You're going to see sofas like you've never seen before. Couches that you can customize. They get delivered to your home in boxes. You just open a box. You pull them out. You put a few of the segments of the couch together. You snap them in place. doesn't take any tools. Anybody can do it, and you've got a couch. And then when it's time to move, you just unsnap, you break them down. They're easy to just carry piece by piece out of the apartment of the house, and boom, it's an easy move. You can assemble your sofa or break it down in minutes. In minutes, John. Burrow.com slash ham. Yeah, burrow.com slash ham. They, they have a ton of options, couches, shelves, you name it. Check it out. With the couches, guy, built-in USB chargers. They are building it for the younger person. Durable fat. I mean, hell, everyone needs a USB charger now. Durable fabric that's naturally uh, scratch and stain resistant. I know that's key. Uh, pick your fabric color, leg finish, armrest style, and length. You can add uh, different ottomans. You can add. There are over twenty-three ways to thousand ways to customize your perfect sofa. You have a lot of options here, yeah. right? You know, I know you like that that Chase Lounge, like that long piece to lay out oh, on, I love on the it. edge. I, oh, I love it. Could, could watch TV there until the cows come home on that thing. Especially, you just plug in a little USB. My, my phone will keep its uh, keep its charge, and we're in business. 
Uh, just like the couches, they've got shelves now, new wall shelves that just came out on bro.com slash ham, which are modular. So you can start with one and then you can add to it as you need more space and storage. Uh, and they're solid wood and they're they're easy to hang. They got the rugs. They got all kinds of uh, all kinds of dip, coffee tables, love seats, armchairs. You mentioned the Ottomans and free and fast shipping, zero interest financing. You're spending so much time on the couch. Make it a good couch. Yep, guy. Go to burrow.com slash ham to get $75 off your purchase plus fast and free delivery. See site for details. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W, like Joe Burrow, dot com slash ham for $75 off. Go to the website right now, burrow.com slash ham. Look around. You haven't seen couches like this before. And uh, yeah, we appreciate the support. A burrow good to have him on the pod and appreciate you checking them out. Let's do it. We'll get it. Uh, all right, John. Henry Ruggs has signed his contract. We were just talking the other day that most of the rookies have not signed. Now rookies are starting to sign. And uh, that happens on the same day that we start getting these photos of uh, the Raiders facility. You see some of these pictures? I mean, they're not uh, the Coliseum, John. But they're pretty good. They're, they, they look pretty sweet. They look pretty sweet. They look incredible. I, I think one unreal. thing, I was listening to NFL radio on Monday – and some guy called in and was just saying, you know, my dad was a Raider fan and he is done. Like they moved. It's over. Like he can't hate. He's an Oakland guy. Can't take it. I don't get the sense that that's how most Raider fans feel. And Brady's like the one thing about Raider nation, no matter where you played, if you played the Raiders, when they came to town, they just, they got zero to 60 fast. Right. And we've yeah. talked about this a lot. They, that we, we have, because of where we, started our radio show and then this podcast just Raiders have already be, always been a big part since we're in the Bay Area of what we do but it's clear like Henry Ruggs is a guy that is just going to be one of the star I don't know how good he's going to be I'm just saying coming into this season he was just one of the stars of college football last year so if they're solid their stadium's going to be featured their facilities are beautiful people are just going to click on pictures and watch the videos if this guy can play if he could just produce a little bit, he's going to be, I would imagine, drafted a bunch in fantasy just based on his college production name recognition. If they're solid and they've got this kind of NFL spotlight on them this year because of the stadium, uh, they could pick up a lot of momentum fast like we've seen in the past when they've been promising. Well, the last time they became really kind of relevant was in 15 and 16. And a huge reason. Now, the base of their team was drafted the previous year. Mac and then Carr. But when they added Amari Cooper, it changed kind of the franchise. And they were kind of known as the triplets. But specifically for Derek, Amari changed his career. Because Derek went from a starter, his rookie year, remember they were 0-10, had some moments, but beside like you and me, there were not many people high on him. And then he gets Amari, and they sign Crabtree, and it all fucking changes. But mainly Amari... Because his rookie year, they draft him for you, 70 catches and six touchdowns and over 1,000 yards. And they just had some moments where they go, oh, my God, the, the ceiling is the roof. And then it was, you know, for the next couple, definitely the next year, it was big time. And they made the playoffs. And I think there's an element, Rugs a different type receiver. Like Amari's your more prototypical, just normal route running wide receiver. This guy, Deshaun Jackson, Tyree Kill-like. And I would say Derek's never really played like a guy with him. Jalen Sanders, that diehard NFL people would remember, Fresno State guy, 
went to the Would Jets. They? Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe not. Saunders. But I mean, if you're, he, he was in the, he played in the NFL. He remember he transferred to Oklahoma. Yeah, like true. he was, he was pretty famous. You know, for he, he left Derek went because they wanted to move him to the slot. But yeah. Derek played with him for a little bit and they had some success. In his pro career, they haven't had a guy like this. Back to what we just talked about with training camps. I would say typically a guy like this, it's hard to get on the same page. Like, it's easier with Amari. You just run a couple basic routes. You know that he can get open. This guy, you throw on the Alabama. You just watched Alabama last fall. I would say now you're going to run some screen passes to him. But a lot of times, Tua was just throwing bombs to this little fucker. And he was just out the gate, and it was over. And they, they, these guys got to find a way to get on the same page because if I told you right now that he has 70 catches and six touchdowns and a thousand yards. I would say the Raiders are probably pretty good. He'd be one, he'll you? be one of the he'll be he'll be a rookie of the year candidate with those numbers, right? There'd be a decent chance, unless one of the quarterbacks had a big year, he'd probably win the rookie of the year. And, and I think the leading rookie receiver last year was like 58, 70 is a fantastic rookie. Yeah, I think it was AJ Brown. I remember Debo. I think got like 56. DK had like 58, maybe A.J. Brown at 59. They were all in that realm. Like, that's that shows you how good Amari's rookie season was, guy. Like, it was – he was drafted really high, and then he produced for a team that won seven games. I would say seven games would be a massive underachievement, you know, for Gruden. Wouldn't you say their goal is to make a wild card this year? Yeah, I mean, especially with the expanded playoff and given just all the pressure on him and on Derek. But if, but if you told me he has those numbers, I'd say that means Derek had a pretty good year. Right. To me, though, if they have those numbers, I think they're going to run the ball well. You'd think they'd be a pretty explosive offense. Yeah. Because they have Waller. They have Terrell Williams. They drafted a couple other guys in the draft. I I, I would just say they they took a flyer on Nelson Aguilar. And and to me, Derek, if they have a good season, he has a good season with this guy, can kind of solidify himself, I would say, back on scholarship a little bit where – the conversation if they were to make the playoffs and Derek has a productive year that leads to winning, to me it kind of quells, stops all the every the offseason talk we've had the last two years, right? Yeah, I I think you know, so. You but... no longer have to buy a backup for seven million dollars. Yeah, no kidding. You would use that player, you know, okay, buy so, a linebacker, buy a guard. So maybe on one hand you go, well, you the timing is so important with this guy, preseason games would be important. On the other hand, could I say He's the type of player that benefits if players are just a little slow to get physical this season. If there's no preseason, fewer padded practices. Here's a guy that's just speed of the game, harder to jam him, harder to. Yeah, is it does he just benefit particularly early in the year? Is he like a pitcher early in a baseball season, just going to be ahead of some of the some of the defensive players? Well, I mean, I I think right now if you just take all the three guys, Ruggs, Judy, and C.D. Lamb, the guys that were kind of viewed as the clear top three. Not on Kyle Shanahan's list, but on everyone in the media and most teams in the league. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of up in the air that, like, if you, I, I could, you could sell me on any one of the three having like the best season of the group, right? Because I could easily see Judy having a shitty season if Drew Locke sucks. The Cowboys could see them having a weird season, and maybe C.D. Lamb just doesn't get as many opportunities. Derek has a bad season. Mariota comes in; it doesn't work out for Rugs because if they have to go to Mariota. Somehow, with you know, Derek got hurt or Derek's playing bad, that would not benefit Rugs, right? Right. I would not no. call Mariota a deep bomber. Mm-hmm. So all three of these guys are pretty dependent on the quarterback and the offense clicking. 
this guy, you can't, I would say the difference of this guy and the other two guys, you can give it to him on a wheel route out of the backfield and he can take it 50, right? This guy, ha- remember Deshaun Jackson's rookie year? It was like, oh my, holy moly. And that's where this guy could really separate him, get the ball in his hands and let him cook. Well, you're saying if it, part of this is if it becomes a little bit more of a kind of playground football, not that you're playing playground football, but just if you're you got to keep things pretty basic, the less preparation, and, you know, the more just the pure athleticism can win out. Yeah, this guy, remember the thing that went viral during the draft of him dunking the basketball? Like yeah. he's, is he immediately like a top 10 athlete in the NFL? You know, I mean, he's just a, he's a freak show. Uh, but there is going to be tangible pressure, and this carries on, just like there is with any quarterback, but with Derek and this player guy, because I, I think we, we have an example when he has a star-wide receiver, and Amari, remember his rookie year, he played a little different than I think Henry Ruggs will, but I remember just thinking, like, this guy's fast. Like, his play speed was fantastic. It helped change Derek's career. I would say Amari was a big reason Derek got paid, right? The yeah. success those guys were having. And, and just became a star, right? It was this, like you said, it was yeah. this ACDC. It was cool. It was big time. It was ascending. Because the next year, it got better, right? The next year, more catches, I, 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 more I, yards. I think there is more pressure on Derek than there is necessarily on Ruggs. Right, it's on Derek to get it done with Rugs. Now, if Rugs is like dropping balls or whatever, it would be bad on him. But I'm just saying, like everyone's gonna go get the ball to him. Do it, did. Well, I I, I can already see the triple coverage. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw it as far as I can to see if Rugs can beat guys down the field. That's happening to early pick, to to a pick to Honey Badger. Well, it's, I mean, can Honey Badger stay up? Well, yeah. I mean, it's they play the Panthers week one, John. So that's true. I mean, their sure. schedule early is not to make this about a schedule thing, but well, they have the Saints game at home week two, right? Sunday night is that Sunday or Monday night football? Uh, let me see. Uh, and then they got. I think it's. I think it's Sunday night football. Monday night. Monday, Monday night. night. Monday, Monday night. night football. Then they go to New England That's week a, three. And they got KC. A, then they got Buffalo and KC. <laughs> you know, if I was Mark Davis, I'd probably go cardboard cutouts. I actually like cardboard cutouts. I think it looks kind of cool. Yeah. NFL fans, cardboard cutouts. I think Jed should do cardboard cutouts. Every, I would do a lot of cutouts. cardboard cutouts, but I would do it too. I would do cardboard cutouts. I, I think it makes it look a little, a li- it normalizes the situation a little bit. It's just you, it's just looking at seats. It's, yeah, there's nothing it, entertaining about that. It all, when you just look at seats, it always looks smaller time than whatever you're watching. It just lets people know that people care too. You know, you're watching, going, these people cared enough to get a cardboard cutout. You know, it, of their not cat. Just pressure, on, pressure on Derek. I, well, yeah, that was pretty. Did you see the the? Uh, never mind. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. But uh, the uh, just look at Darren Ravel's Twitter. That Gruden, and we've talked about this before. You know, I think we thought he was going to come back and be a little more offensively dynamic, like an older version of like Lincoln Riley or like a Cliff Kingsbury, Shanahan McVay, and we haven't, he's kind of been meat and potatoes. Like, I'm kind of interested to see him utilize this guy. Like, does he have, has he been dialing up these plays at four in the morning over the pandemic of fucking, I can't wait to work with little Henry Ruggs? Because we all think he had those drawn up for Antonio Brown, and then Antonio Brown burned off his feet, got cut, and we never got to see it materialize. And retired, turns out. Yeah, for the, was that the third time in the last year? I thought year? it was second. Is it third? I, I love it when he drops a guy. I appreciate. 
I'm just, I, it's, I'm on to my next endeavor. Like, shut up, Antonio. You're not going to retire. This, I mean, but you're right. This is the first, Henry Ruggs is the first guy that kind of matches what our perception of John Gruden's drafts would look like, right? Like, I mean, Josh Jacobs, really good pick. That's not exactly what everyone got fired. Running backs is not what everyone got fired up for with John Gruden's return. Incredibly valuable, right? But that's not, this is the first well, guy that kind of matches. School. Quarterbacks throwing the ball. And I wonder if we oversimplified it because what was his most famous thing in the quarterback room? Spider 2 Y banana. Well, what's Spider 2 Y banana? Dumping it down to the fullback. Maybe just at his core, he's actually really, really conservative well, offensive and coach. And when you think about his team that won the Super Bowl, what do you think of? You don't think of quarterback. No. So maybe he's not. Isn't it crazy? It's not because marketing and perception are really powerful. I think he and a lot of older Raider fans were tweeting at me when I was kind of crushing him. Like, bro, did you not go back and look the way he ran his offenses? It was not like you probably envisioned it was. Mm. And, and I think I had just got fooled by everything we were taught just by quarterbacks, quarterbacks, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, talking quarterbacks, throwing the ball, talking. Really, he just swagger. Kind of lost the like, pound just like, hey, let's, yeah. yeah. But yeah, wouldn't you say, gunsling. like, we talk about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is a run based offensive genius, right? I know, but it, it feels like he dials up more crazier plays out of the out of like yeah, play action I, I, and stuff. You know, yeah, it, you're right. It's not the same thing. But we did talk about Gruden. Like, here comes Andy Reid back to the game. Yeah, and it, it just hasn't been like that. But now may, maybe it changes. I, I'm 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 interested to see. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be Andy Reid, right? It doesn't need to. Be, it it can. I mean, the the Ravens have taken over lead run and triple option. Yeah, and the Niners did it running the football. Yeah. But so. Seattle had like one of the best teams in the league the last decade. Run the ball right down your throat. I I'm pro running the ball. I I'm not. You and me talk about it you all just the time. Want some like, sprinkle. Well, th- there'll be some like Monday night games, and I'll text you and be like, "Are you digging this?" When it's just throwing no defense. Yeah. That's not what I like. No, we're not. But big I, I do like some creativity with the passing game. Yeah. I'm a sucker for power. Pat Hill ran it one time, four times at the goal line against Colorado State in the New Al- Mexico uh, Bowl. Yeah, I almost called the Alamo Bowl. We wouldn't have been invited there. Ryan Matthews. Come on, break through. How about this? Uh, Now, you know about uh, soccer, John. I I know you're a big soccer guy. Uh, I've spent part of the uh, lockdown betting on uh, Premier League. The 49ers bought a soccer team or bought ownership a big ownership stake in a soccer team recently. That soccer team, Leeds United, just qualified for for the Premier League. They won the championship in their lower level league and qualified for the Premier League, which is big time. It's big time, John. Yeah. And is a financial I mean wild financial success for the 49ers. So they clearly hit a home run with this investment. And I think we've given Jed York a lot of credit in recent years, right? He has not held on to coaches that were clearly the wrong coach too long, has paid them to go, paid Jim Tom Sula to go away, paid Chip Kelly a lot of money to go away, then didn't go, well, I got to wait a couple years and build my money back up the way you have to wait on NBA Jam for the turbo to build back up on a player. He just uh, yeah. doubled back down. I'm going to chase this mistake with more money. Just paid Kyle, then paid Kyle again. I mean, they clearly have been one of the wealthier, richer money flow organizations in the NFL, but I mean, this, this only makes them more successful. Pretty cool. I, I someone I, I don't pretend to know anything about Leeds United, honestly, until yesterday. 
I was just going answering some unanswered DMs, and someone said, I looked in there like, what do you think about Jed investing into this Leeds? Did you see they just went to the Premier League? He was like, hashtag cha-ching. I'm like, I didn't know what you're talking about. So I text a couple people with the Niners, and they said yes. It was pretty sweet. And then if you go, I started following them on Twitter. Parag had sent them like a video congratulating them from the 49ers. He's on the board. I asked around, like, what happened to your... I don't know the number of the investment. I just asked, like, what did that going to the... Because you just say they go from a smaller league to the Premier League. If I just had to guess, minimum triple your investment, it w- I wasn't high enough. It was four to five. And it just... there is, And if they stay in the Premier League as someone that gambles on soccer, and I would say most casual sports fan in America now know what the Premier League is, and I think we can grasp the economic power of that league, right? You see the numbers getting floated around for their star players when guys are bought and traded and right and purchased and all the shit that goes down. We, it's a, it's bigger than the NFL over there, right? In, in the main league, in terms of the money that's going around, the value of Manchester United is always right there with like the Yankees and the fucking Giants, right? Or the Cowboys. Is that you got to give Jed some credit. Uh, he or just whoever their financial investments, they were clearly very aggressive on Silicon Valley. They have diversified their funds because you would say if, if they just didn't focus on anything else, just Levi Stadium and their team, they'd be in great shape. They'd be making huge profits every year. And just even the Taylor Swifts and everyone coming in there, they have clearly kind of sprinkled in other places. And this is one of those that could pay out dramatically. If you're 30% of a team in the Premier League and they start doing well, that's going to be a huge revenue stream. I, I just see some of the numbers. I watch Man City on Netflix. Like These things give huge kickbacks and dividends to the fucking people that yeah. own it. The people that own it, guy, are the Jerry Joneses of the world, right? Of the Glazer families, of the Cronkies. These people that own these teams are, aren't just like, oh, the guy's worth $2 billion. Every time I check, it's like, they're worth $15 billion. Like, they're in that club. It's not like, hit the club it's no I hit the 17 billion dollar club right I was playing golf and uh buddy Scotty Raber who actually just joined a trafficking uh game was like uh or maybe Tyler said this that Warren Buffett and Jeff Bezos were given a combined interview and, and I guess someone asked him in the interview like do you guys often talk about you know how you guys are competing to be the wealthiest people in the, the kind of the wealth country club you're in and I, I guess Warren Buffett's like, well, of course we do. You know, I mean, what, what do you think brings us together, right? And, and the, you just become in this club of the Niners alone are probably, if they if we just did the open market for NFL teams, they would immediately be a top four or five team on the market. If and I told you they're available play. right now, what would they sell for? Five billion? Like a, a legit open bidding? Yeah. I mean, it would be... When you think about the bidders, well, what guy would fucking Amazon pay for them? But let's even just say, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that owns Salesforce, Benny. Some yeah. of these guys think it, you know. Part of it is Ellison. this house by my mom's house, right outside of, of where she lives in Davis, is like this big compound. It's kind of right before all the farm ground starts, and he's about to put it for sale because he's moving into kind of this area where my mom lives. And I was like, God, Jeff, who's he going to sell to my brother? And he's like, I think he's going to put on the market for 4 or $5 million. I say, it's Davis, California. Who the fuck is going to pay $5 million for a home? And he's like, yeah, it's probably going to be difficult to sell. Well, when you sell something like that in Silicon Valley or in L.A., it's much easier. There's a lot longer list of clientele. 
if you put the Niners up for sale, just the people in a 10-mile radius that have bank don't, accounts. Who don't have to legitimately move to own call, a team. Yeah, that could call Roger and be like, yeah, I financially qualify. Could I pay cash or do you want stock options? And I think Jed or whoever's, you know, I don't know if it's all him, but the people he's put around him, what they're investing in. Like if, if I tell you five years ago or three years ago, I invested in a soccer team and they're now in the Premier League. I don't. What, no one can argue that's a fantastic investment. Right? Well, they they hadn't been in the Premier League in almost twenty years, and they were. You were telling me one thing you read was they were a pretty bad organization for a while until they got taken over. Um, I was reading that. So the chairman of the team is this Italian guy named Rod Rizzani. The the Niner uh, the Niner source described them to me, and this was in the shot. This is actually a compliment. I can't believe like the Raiders, this. like the Raiders, a sleeping they're a sleeping giant. giant. Okay. Now, I think you could say that about like USC football, right? Whatever. I mean, you can say that about a lot of things. That's to me having a big upside as a company, as a franchise. To me, is a positive thing, right? Well, I mean, it's a the NFL is a salary cap league, but as we've seen, the owners with money find other ways to affect their franchises. Um, but this guy Rod Rosani. I think it's how you say his last name. And by the way, if to a hardcore soccer people out there, feel free to correct us on some of this stuff. Um, but there, I'm reading this like a Premier League blog that says um, there's some reports out there that this guy he's he's ready to kind of cash in on his investment now that this team is going to be worth a lot more money, and that the Niners of all the other groups that have ownership stake in this team. The Niners are the front runners to take over the majority ownership stake now that this guy might be ready to go. Um, the article I was forwarded last night by people with the Niners, he was quoted in that a bunch. He pushed back on that okay. and and claimed, like, I want to do this for another 10-plus years. Gotcha. Like, I, I want to be, as we go to the Premier League, be a big part of it. Well, but we're just here for soccer cl- rumors, Clearly, John. yeah, rumors are out there that could the Niners and Jed become a majority stakeholder in a Premier League team? Like that puts them in that Glazer kind of cronky category, right? Like that's that's a big fucking deal. There's just no way around it, right? You own a Premier League team, even as a minority owner, that's a cash cow. If you if you have the opportunity or in, and are in position, whenever because is it kind of clear that this guy's not going to be there forever? If the rumors are out there that he's going to make a lot of money. If, if I tell you the 49ers are a majority stakeholder in a team that's playing all these top teams, now, I never quite, like, do they play Manchester United? Do they play Man City? Do they not play? I don't yeah, those teams are in the Premier League. You can yes. fall out of the Premier League and, in this, you know, get relegated, or in this case, get promoted. So, yeah, they're playing the big boys. Big deal. I'd like to see Jed go get a Messi then. Yeah, or a that's p- 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 Pulisic. Uh, p- Pulisic, yeah, the American Pulisic. guy. Let's get that guy. Let's get that guy, John. Come on. Can't wait to bet on Leeds United in the uh, next Premier League on my bookie. So, pretty would cool. You move, if Jed said, do you want to be the voice of Leeds United, would you move to England tomorrow? Or would you have to do some more research I, on the I, upside? Yeah. I, I, the beauty is like, well, if I don't, do you guess get in the Premier League for one year? Is that how that works? Well, see, I, you don't have to, I think you have to fight for your life every year. I'm pretty sure that is how it works. I'm positive, actually. Well, I I, I remember watching the show, like even the big, big boys, like you can't just go through the motions and stay. Mm, no. That's what makes the league so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think at least again, not the soccer guy here. When you kind of cook the book, I, cook the books is a wrong statement. When you stack the deck, 
it's just hard for Chelsea, Man City, Man United. Their teams are just way better typically, right? Right. They're not going to lose to a lot of inferior teams in the league, so it's hard for them to get the boot. But clearly, boot. like, is that what you get when? No, you I think I think that the golden isn't the golden boot like an award for like the World Cup MVP or something. What, what's the uh, Hawaii Fresno State? The golden screwdriver. Gold screwdriver? Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing like Ronaldo drink. Messi something. has six golden European Golden Shoe awards, John. So yeah, just know this is going to become a soccer podcast pretty soon. Listen, I, I transition to golf and, and soccer. We have I see the ratings. Yep. <laughs> I'm open-minded, guy. Uh, John, before we get into a couple other things, let's tell the people about Manscaped. Manscaped, speaking of the 49ers business investments, manscaped.com, promo code HAM, get you 20% off and free shipping, manscaped.com, code HAM. Yep, manscaped.com, promo code HAM, lawnmower 3.0. It's the best ball trimmer I've ever owned. It's the best trimmer Haberman's ever owned. Every single person that's text messaged me said it's the best thing they've ever bought with our promo code. And you obviously want to support us, so use our promo code HAM. USB charges. It's water-resistant. You can use in the shower. They've also sent us, like, uh, toiletry bags. Uh, There are a lot of different options on their website. Check it out. 20% off. Manscaped.com. You're crazy if you don't. I love them. You love them. Mm. We all love them. Great company. We've had a lot of I I actually was watching the – I was watching the – I think the Mets game last night, and they had Manscaped behind them on the – on, like, where the – you know, right behind uh, home plate. Manscaped spending some money. God damn, they are. But because it were, I mean, like we've had a lot of people who DM us over the months, over the years that Manscaped's been on the podcast and proved to us, uh, thankfully without any nudity, that they uh, that they're Manscaped users. Like John said, perfect package 3.0 kit includes that lawnmower 3.0. Uh, subscribe to the per- perfect package if you choose to do that. Get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, and get two free gifts. Code ham, manscaped.com, code ham, 20% off, trim your chesticles with the besticles. <laughs> opening day is Thursday, John, MLB opening day is Thursday. I, I, I tweeted this yesterday to rib your kind. Yeah. And I actually heard Billy Ripken this morning when I was, I was trying to be healthy, going to Pan- Panera just to get a smoothie for breakfast, drive through clothes, ended up going to Noah's Bagel, got a big uh, breakfast bagel sandwich. But it was <laughs> God, how good is a breakfast bagel sandwich? Is that I, I'll never have to watch a pitcher hit again. I saw that. That was a good tweet. And I heard Billy Ripken this morning on with Adam Shine when I was going to pick up my stuff, and he had a good point. He said, the NL is the only place right now in the world where the pitcher hits. Doesn't do it in high school. Doesn't do it in college. Doesn't do it in the minor leagues. Right. And like I think in Double A you have the option, but if two NL teams, but no one ever does it. They don't do it in the KBO. They don't do it in any of these other leagues. Like it doesn't happen anywhere from the lowest level. So that just happens in the NL. He's like, listen, are there a couple good? Are there for every mad bum a guy that takes legit? Most guys are not taking hacks like that. I think even you can agree. This, there's a strategy element to it that can't be denied, but it's over. And we're never going it's back. Over. And it's just, it's, and, and it, to me. And it, it was, it's one of those things that was nice. When you put it that way, though, it's like, because you call college games, it's, it wouldn't even be, you would never make a college pitcher no. hit, right? No. It's one of those things, it was a quirk that I enjoyed, but to me it's like, it's like cutting something out of your diet that wasn't your favorite food anyway and you can live without. It's like, And, and be it, it, ben- it benefited the Giants, like, because their, their manager was an elite tactician. That's true, yeah. And, 
it, it, it would they have won three World Series just universal DH? You could say maybe they don't, right? Because his one of his biggest advantages was just playing. He was chess. like Belichick. Yeah, to, and Belichick. to me, that's where you miss it. You don't miss it in actually watching the pitcher hit. You miss it in the chess game in the playoffs, that comes for sure. with it, right? Yeah. Um, but I'd forgotten about this, and I've been meaning to tell you this, and I keep forgetting. A guy I played with recently, Nick, told me that he recently, like a month ago, played at Presidio in San Francisco. And he gets he just goes out by himself. He gets paired with a couple guys. The one guy pulls his mask down and goes, Hey, good to meet you. I'm Tim. Lincecum? Tim Lincecum. And I'd forgotten. He's like, I'd he says it. He's like, I'd forgotten. Tim's a lefty. He's like, Tim swings the golf club left-handed. Because remember, he used to hit left-handed. And he goes, and Tim drops bombs. I was like, that's was pretty he, sweet. He said he was super cool. I say this guy, for every time that every human has ever gone to a public course, 99% of them are like, I got to play with this guy. You get paired with Tim fucking Lincecum. How cool is that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Tim, I uh, I know who you are. Yeah. So. You want an edible? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't Tim's in the area, apparently, John. Anyway. Yeah. No, not going to miss that. Um, did you see the pitchers can have wet rags with them? Out on the mound because they're not. They don't want them licking their fingers, so they can have wet rags to wet their fingers. So no licking the fingers. I don't know if this is humanly pot. No spitting. No spitting. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you're uh, wearing your mask. Yeah. Maybe that's why Pablo, who's a big spitter, wore his mask the whole time so he can keep spitting into it. <laughs> because he wore watching. That, he wore is that his more mask. disgusting than gutting chew spitting into your mask. Well, here's well. I think once you get to like Bochi's level of chew, you swallow. It doesn't. It's just like swallow iron spit. stomach. Yeah, Pablo was wearing his mask on the field yesterday, and a lot of times, like a couple times, it was like under his chin. Like, yeah. why is he even doing just it? Just so you can pull but, it up, I think. Yeah, but but I'm talking about like he didn't really have it. Like it doesn't. If it's I not know. covering yourself, it doesn't. Now I get it. People just wanted. Maybe he feels comfortable in it. It's kind of cozy. Yeah. It wraps you in a little warmth if it's cold out. You know? I, listen, you've always said this that the a, that the A's for a lot, especially when they're good and they play other good teams, a huge benefit. You know, they listen. Their fans love to tell me that they get a lot of people because it'll announce fourteen thousand people. If you turn on a game, sometimes it looks like there's thirty five hundred people there, and because there actually probably are. I thought it looked like a normal A's game last night because if you factor in the cardboard cutouts as normal humans, the outfield was empty. Well, it's normally empty. I think it actually could really work. To, these guys are used to playing in empty they stadiums. Are. I'm not being I mean, a dick not empty, but yeah. I the one thing did you I, the one thing with them is like fake crowd noise with them is hard. The vuvuzelas and the horns sound a little different on the recording when they do when they're live. I don't know if you noticed that on the broadcast. But, but is the that. is the fake crowd is the fake crowd noise just for us on the broadcast for TV, or the yeah. players? No, here? I don't think they're playing it for the players. I don't think so. So the the players just hear. Empty noise in the stadium, right? Just, yeah, they're I think, playing baseball yeah. against each other. Yeah, I don't know. It's gotta I, be a weird feeling for some of these. Like if you're Max Scherzer and stuff, like it's gotta be a little weird. But one know? thing we have seen with golf, where you know crowds do matter in golf. Like if you're Justin Thomas or Tiger, you used to playing and John Rom. Like you remember a couple weeks ago, Justin Thomas hit a big putt and had a big fist pump. I don't think he dropped an f-bomb but he was let's go you know like he was i do think let's once the, go once the games get real like i do think for those guys i think they'll get pretty into it what is i mean at the end of the day baseball basketball football pro golf any of these it is for money right you are whether fans are there or not you are playing for high stakes i i it's, it's always my pushback 
with the the umps and kicking guys out and swearing like this is this is the real deal like this mm. is this is for there's a lot on the line with all these yeah. I, I watch pro, I've said it all the time like I don't watch pro sports for average overachievers. I think you can you make know? the argument that that the punishments for in-game transgression that you could eliminate ejections from sports and you just make the punishments exorbitantly expensive fines right yeah. you headhunt you're not getting tossed or suspended five games but you're getting fined a huge amount of money because it is just bad business for everybody for players to get kicked out of games now i'm uh reading slash uh, millennial listening no shame the, I, I just powered through the andre agassi book and he got kicked out of several matches over his career calling linesmen cocksuckers and fuck yous and so it's yeah, and NBA I mean, is a different I, it, animal than like baseball. You don't get a, I mean, you do get that in baseball actually, but but in baseball, like you have to go attack the guy. Kind of, it gets into like a specific deal. In the NBA, it happens a lot, like on a crosswalk by, which happened to Andre a lot too. Like you just walk by the linesman and say stuff under your breath, but yeah. you know what you're doing. Right. It never like would you say it feels football has the longest leash of just like you're kind of allowed to say whatever. Maybe because you're wearing your mask, you're not showing anybody up. Yeah, and I think you're always just kind of mad and screaming, and it's just oh, it's a lot of just screaming. You don't have that much time between plays either. Yeah, like basketball, you can participate in the play while yelling at the official. You cannot do that in football. I think in baseball, tennis, you literally are just sitting there looking at the guy screaming at him, right? Standing right next to him for you're the first baseman. You're standing by the guy, third baseman, yeah. the catcher, batter. When, when you're hitting, when you're hitting the guys right there, yeah. That, that that is an element that is kind of fun. I, I do like. That I will say this now. It's only been exhibition. It was, a, it, was a, it was a year anniversary of the Savages rant by Aaron Boone like two days ago. I saw that going viral on my timeline. My guys are fucking my guys savages. Are savage. You're uh, better than that. You're I, better than that. I'm a little watching now. It's exhibition baseball, so maybe there's just nothing worse than exhibition baseball. But I am a little just for my own enjoyment. We'll see. I'm looking forward to the game starting. I'm a. No crowds did kind of bum me out watching exhibition baseball the last couple of days. It made it feel less. I thought I'd be more excited for these exhibition games in terms of just my enjoyment watching them than I was. I, but I thought it just felt like normal baseball, which just tempers my excitement. Like there's just it's just baseball. Yeah, like it's just a game. Uh, it's not life or death. It, the, the fun part is treating it's it sweet, like it's the part August. of baseball too. It's like yeah, part of baseball, sweet players like. Watching Chapman just get blown away, you're just like, yeah, guys just strike out, right? Great play. Like it'd be like the equivalent of like watching Julio Jones get a big. It's not the same. Like guys just have bad games where they yeah. don't fucking touch a baseball. Yeah. Right? Their bat does not make contact. And then I was thinking like, oh, everyone's a little slow. And I flipped to MLB Network, and it was like Angels Padres first pitch Trout off the wall. I'm like, well, he's ready. <laughs> and it kind of golfed it, and it was like boop off the wall. Standing at second, and the guy, the bounce right to the, to the left fielder, like he didn't have to waste any time. And Trout was like, "Yeah, he's just he stays in shape." <laughs> Ready to roll, freak. Good. Uh, you, so we've been telling people DM us on restaurants, local restaurants that you work at, that you own, that you support. What's the you got it? You got a DM on a uh, another restaurant. We've been doing this for the last couple pods. Yeah, my uh, my guy here at Pink Onion Pizza. Okay. I'd never heard of it. You'd never heard of it. It's in the city. It got fantastic reviews when we were it's... looking on Google reviews. 
hey, Johnny, restaurant owner, top two finisher in the ham contest, I think last week, five. So this guy's pretty good. Oh, really? Uh, I Yeah, he was. What'd you, so say, he's, what'd you he's, say his uh, name was? Uh, he's uh, well on uh, DraftKings. It's M C O R I C. I I've, I okay. saw his name a bunch last week because I was competing against him. Uh, you weren't. I own <laughs> I, I own a pizza Italian place in the city called Pink Onion. Uh, called Pink Onion. Would love a quick shout out. Anything helps in these crazy times. Love the show. I've I've made a lot of uh, bolognese batches. Have been made. Listen to the podcast. So thanks for helping. Also, if you ever guys wanted a little cross promotion, you guys could create a pizza and call it whatever you want. Promo code ham. Most of the names on the pizzas are my uh, friends' fantasy names or FIFA Madden names. Anyway, we name a pizza guy. All right, we need to go eat at this place. I, you order a pizza here, guy. Support. It's right in your backyard. I wonder if I can. Uh, you know, we got something going on Wednesday. I wonder what the situation is. This going to be on your way home or no? After no. our round of golf, huh? <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Middlecoff likes to spend as little time uh, commuting from the city as possible. I understand. Well, I, it, no, just, I'm it, in. Just, it can be so hit or miss. It gets difficult. You know, it's a, it's a scary place to get stuck. Let's pink, onion, pink onion pizza. Maybe it is. Who the ham, knows? the not... hammer? Yeah, we'll, we'll think of it. The big ham pizza? Yeah, if, I if you am, live John, in the city, this... if you're in the city, pink onion pizza. I, this fantastic. is on the, like... No, this is on the to-do list for this guy. Go to his Instagram page. I'm on it. Pizza looks legit. I mean, if if Portnoy lived in the fucking West Coast, he'd have to go eat. Is it it Matt? Is that who we're talking to here? Uh, yes, Matt. I'm in. Oh, he. I didn't even notice this. He tagged us in a post from June 17th. He said something so satisfying about pepperoni pizza on Instagram. Still open for delivery uh, and takeout. And then he tagged, you ready for this tag list? Kittle, Middlecoff, Haberman, Curry. Garoppolo? (laughs) Thrillist, which is like, you know, if you ever Google like top 10 pizza places in North Carolina, it'll be a Thrillist list. Um, uh, I don't don't know how to pronounce her name. I think it's Soleil, Soleil or Soleil Ho, who is the restaurant critic for The Chronicle, uh, who I follow. Um, it looks like maybe She's his fair. wife, Caviar, the delivery service, Uber Eats, okay. the delivery service, DoorDash, the delivery service, um, and uh, some Italian racing bike company with 180,000 followers, a Smart move. San Smart Francisco move. pizza blog, and that's it. That's it. And us included. So again, his tags were... The Chronicle, the Chronic, the only, the number one San Francisco Chronicle food uh, uh, restaurant critic looks like a family member or his wife or something. You, me, and Jimmy Garoppolo, dude. I, pink on you, Matt. I am sorry that I didn't see that earlier. May, I might, I might have to swing by. But the problem is we can't really eat inside, you know. But order it, maybe. Figure it out. I'm in. Who knows? Maybe it happens Tuesday night. Maybe this is a Tuesday night situation. Keep an eye on Pink Onion. All right. So Pink support it, our people. Um, you want to talk about the CIF? Looks like no football till at least December or January at the early. CIF, for those of you non-Californians, is just the California High School Sports Federation. I did see Texas for its big schools move things back, but not, not December, January at this point. I think New Mexico has delayed high school football. I think I think California and New Mexico are the two states that have done it to a large to a So like CIF includes... SAC, the Bay, L.A., CIF Fresno, the, whole state. the Valley, yep. everything. California okay. intercollegiate 
in inter, interscholastic federation? To me, it's a pretty big blow for two reasons. One, we produce as many D1 football players as any state on most years the most, right? Just based on population, blue chip recruits. More now than ever, those guys are pretty heavily committed going into their senior year. Would you agree with that? Yeah. When you used to follow recruiting, now Fresno Especially, State was well, a little because different. the recruiting period got moved up, so now you're signing in December. Yeah. So most of the elite guys are, are, the are signing fully day, so. committed and know where they're going now. I mean, there's a percentage. Remember the big quarterback last year, Santa Margarita, was between Oregon and Clemson, ended up going to Clemson. Like, they're a handful of guys. But a big part of that is, guy, right, how's the guy playing his senior year in high school? The the pictures of like, oh, there's Lincoln Riley on the sideline of De La Salle Folsom, right? There is Mario Cristobal and three of his staff members on the sideline at Clovis West versus Folsom. Right. Some of these big games. That There's Harbaugh's helicopter for the Antioch high school game in Najee Harris. Yeah, it's just I, I wonder how many of those players are going to participate in December, January, February. I'd imagine there will be a large percentage who do not play their senior in high school, which as someone who loves just keeping an eye on it, I don't pretend to be like a diehard recruiting guy, but definitely for the Bay Area and even L.A., like – I keep a tabs on where the top guys are going because I'm a huge college football fan. I don't think many of those guys are going to play the seniors. I also think there's an element of players that I would throw myself into this, like the level of football player I was in high school. Shitty. I played because my friends played and I enjoyed football. I was a better golfer. And you always just want to knock somebody's head off. Just in your nature. Yeah, just just like uh, get down with the boys. I need to legally beat someone's ass. A lot of people that play high school football – play it because their friends play, not because they're that good, but they might be better at basketball or baseball or some of the soccer, who knows, whatever the other sport is. In the, Are they going to play? I, I just wonder if the high school football season is in major jeopardy in the state of California. Yeah. I, now, I'm, it is, and I... With participation rates, not yeah. because they won't try to get Like, if in. they play in January, some of their best players are out. No, I think you're right. I, and, I, and just a percentage of the population of the school, or just do like, do they end up playing basketball or baseball? Because don't you think a large percentage of kids that play high school football also play high school baseball? Yeah, I bet. I mean, I bet it's changed just because we have had more specialization. So maybe the other sports are protected. Would that be where I, where a high school kid would be like, okay, boomer, like I'm out of touch with that. <laughs> baseball, like football, everyone, combo. You get, everyone I feel in like my you get everyone, some baseball. I'm sorry, some football basketball combos. Right. Guy, I felt everyone at Davis High when I was in high school, you played all of our guys played baseball or football then baseball. Our best players. They all played baseball. Maybe it's a yeah. little different now. You're yeah. right. Brian Hawkins, or and Juan ba- Madrano. And basketball. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mike Brown. Yeah. Shout out yeah, Hawaii true. baseball. Yeah. Sisson head coach. So yeah. I, I do wonder like USC remember got a lot of shit for their recruiting class last year. This year, their 2021 class is top five in the nation. And one thing I thought coming into the year was, you know, it's great that those guys have verbal committed to SC, but they still have to sign them in December. And I just wonder how, if SC wins 10 games, no problem. They're going to sign those guys. But if, FC, if SC loses week one to Alabama by 30, are they going to lose some of those big-time guys they signed? Now I wonder if those guys, because they, Oregon beats them and Oregon wants a couple of well, them. Well, there's that, but yeah, that's true. That's true. But if these guys now don't have a season where they are getting 
recruited by oh, yeah, yeah. other coach, like what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation. Like Her- Herm Edwards is on the sideline coming after SC's top guy, you know, in LA. Right? Like, can he woo him? Well, that, he won't even be. He'll that game won't happen. So right. is is SC just going to hold on to a few more of these verbals come the early signing period? And I don't know. Does SC benefit from this? I, Maybe I, I'm a sucker for Twitter in the fall and just like. Herm Edwards, Mario Cristobal, Lincoln Riley on the sideline of the third and fourth best player in California's game. Yeah. Right? And that picture of those four guys all standing next to each other in their pullover. But it's always like... For whatever reason, I like that picture. But but what's great about it, too, it's always just like some random Twitter person is the one that has the photo. Right? Because it's just like, oh, Jim Harbaugh's on the sidelines here in Antioch. Well, it's not like Adam Schefter is there, yeah, right? Just, or, you know, it's like Stuart or Bruce Feldman just at the game or Daniel. No, they're not there. It's just some random guy, and then it gets retweeted. And they take a photo in the and student section. I, I think that is a huge deal for sending your coaches to these games to support the players. And typically, right, th- these big programs fly the guy that night, and then they, they private jet later to go back because they play the next day, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's, e- it's easier on the West Coast if you're Arizona State and you're playing. It takes an hour plane flight or whatever. It just – it's a sad – I mean, it's out of everyone's control, but I, I, it's kind of a sad deal. It is. Definitely I had fun is. memories of going 5-5 five and five my senior year. <laughs> they said 500 couldn't be done, John. No, they, they, that's what they said. Actually, no one said anything at all. It wasn't really that big of a deal. <laughs> I don't. I think there's 1,700 people in the stands, and most of them were our parents and our family members. Yeah. Well. All right. On that note. Good talk. See you at golf Wednesday. If you're listening to this, <sighs> we're playing. All right. Here we come. Adios. Wear pants, John. You have to wear pants at this place. Uh, I, I will. <laughs> I will. Later. Later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.